Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Amen. Are you ready for God's Word right now? Because I tell you what, I sure am looking forward to hearing what Pastor Trina has to share. So, oh, she's here already. I didn't know. So, God yep. bless you, honey. Stay there. Stay there. Okay, yes. So, I'll before stay. you go, Pastor Jason, I felt I had a word regarding our building. Um, so, there's a story in the New Testament where the centurion comes to Jesus because he wants his slave to be healed. Now, that's quite an unusual thing. So that showed that this centurion was a compassionate man. The other interesting thing about this story is that the centurion wasn't a Christian. He was a Gentile, and, but wow. he came to Jesus and he was wanting to have his slave healed. The other interesting thing about this story is that people, the, the Jews ran ahead and said to Jesus, you want to um, see this man because he actually built a house of God for us to worship him. This Gentile man... I love that. I know where you're going. You yeah. know where I'm going? Yeah. <laughs> he built a house of God of worship for the church. Right. They weren't of the Jew, Jewish yeah. nation. Wow. So that was really highlighted yeah. to me, and I wanted to share that with you. That, Praise And God. I know that you've said that before, and I'm putting it out there as well, that maybe there's somebody watching, yeah. and you're not a Christian, yeah. <laughs> but you are stirred. You have, you have something stirring in you. And, but I wanted to encourage you yeah. with that, really. That's a really good Jace, word. That, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That we don't know where the, the finances are going to come from, the north, south, the east, or the west. Maybe they're going to come from yeah. someone who at this time isn't a Christian. Christian, mm. But I wanted to encourage you with yeah. that, that God can use anyone and anything to bring in resources mm. to build his house. Yeah. So, yeah. Bless you. God bless you. And so I'm going to get into my message. So good to see you, church, online. I was really hoping that the church was going to be full of people this morning after last Sunday was such a great gathering. But that's okay. Great to see you online. Make sure you give us a shout out in the chat so I know that you're watching. But... So how many of you are feeling a bit cooped up, you know, your partner or your husband or your wife, your kids, you're all in the house together. You know, maybe you're feeling a bit like what Jonah said. You feel like your family are omnipresent. Like if I go to the kitchen, you are there. Jonah said that about God when he went to the bottom of the ocean. But maybe you're feeling like that with your family. I go to the kitchen, you are there. If I go to the bathroom, lo, you are there. Even if I walk to the top of Eastern Hill... There you are. That's a personal joke. I walk up Eastern Hill and Pastor Jason's he's even up there parked in his car. I can't get away from him. That's funny. But I feel extremely excited about the word that God has given me for you this morning. I feel really stirred and excited. And I feel like I'm here not to give you the COVID, the COVID jab, but rather a jab of faith, an injection of hope for you this morning. So, you know, what does a vaccine do? It gives you a dose of the thing so your body prepares to recognise it and act accordingly. So are you ready for a dose of the Holy Spirit today, a dose of God's Word, a dose of faith this morning? Today, God wants to adjust our perspective. Church, God wants you to know that it is a privilege to be in the good fight of faith. God wants you to have some P words, 
Not the pandemic, but he wants you to have his peace, his prosperity, his purpose and his provision in the midst of the pandemic. God wants you to remind you, church, that you don't need much. You don't need much. Just a mustard seed of faith, my Bible tells me, is all we need. You know, faith is the currency of heaven. It is the currency of heaven. God wants you to remember his promise to you in Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. It says that the ladder or the future glory of his house, the temple of God, his church, will be greater than its past or former glory, says the Lord God Almighty. And in this place, it says, I will grant peace. You know, I was excited when I looked up the definition of what the latter day glory means. It actually means the latter glory is the best because it comes at a time when everyone has already concluded on you or written you off in your destiny. Isn't that amazing? That's actually what the latter day glory means. That's exciting news for us, church. You know, we must, as God's church, in 2021, continue to believe in the goodness of God always. Gateway Word of the Week is found in Psalm 119.68, and it says, You are good and you do good. It's talking about our God. You are good, He is good, and He does good. Brothers and sisters, if we do not know what God's Word says, then we will believe and get caught up in what the media says, in what current trends are saying, what your hairdresser says, what Mick over the back fence is saying, and we ought not to be getting caught up in those things. This is the question. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to today? And this has always been every generation's challenge since the beginning of time. Didn't that happen to Eve in the Garden of Eden when the serpent came and said to her, did God really say? Did God really say? You know, the enemy would love to overwhelm us our hearts and our minds with discouraging facts and doubt. But in every situation, church, we can choose to have faith over fear, peace over anxiety, and trust over worry. Listening to God's voice of hope and truth. We must train our minds and elevate our thinking to what God thinks and say what God says. With all that is happening in our world, in Romans 8, 14 and 15, it says that we must, those who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We must continue, church, to be led by the Spirit of God. In the midst of every difficulty we face in life, the question is never, will God be faithful? But rather, will we trust in him? Time and again, I want to remind you, God's track record has been proven in your life. You know it and I know it. 
God's track record has been proven over and time again in our lives. And I am believing, church, that what God is about to do in your lives in the days ahead will far surpass what he has already done. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Church, you are still chosen. You are still called. Stand in his faithfulness. You know, there is no story without the storm. And our faith and our strength is not tested when we're on the mountaintop. It's tested in these days that we are currently living in. We have hope in Christ always because he tells us in Matthew 28.20, this is the Amplified Version and this is God speaking. He says, lo, he says, yo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually regardless of circumstance And on every occasion, it says in the Amplified, even to the end of the world. You know, it reminds me of that song by the police. It says, God is watching you. Every breath you take, every step you make, every move you make, every step you take, God is watching you. And in Joshua 1.9, it says, be strong and courageous. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, I heard this morning, actually, I didn't know this, that Joshua had to overcome 31 different kings leading the children of Israel into the promised land. 31 different kings. But God said to him, be strong, be courageous, I am with you. In John 16.33, It says, you will have trouble, you will have tribulation, but fear not, for I, Jesus is saying, have overcome the world. Yeah, I'm quoting a lot of scripture this morning. A lot of people say, Pastor Trina, you quote a lot of scripture. Well, you're welcome, because I'm helping you get your yearly Bible reading plan in, in church already today. And anyway, we are in church, we are supposed to read the Bible That's what we're called to do as Christians. So, you know, as Christians, we are called to live counter to the culture of our day. In our speech, in our homes, in our leadership, in any room that we enter. You know, I'm going to get um, the team to put up. I've got uh, a bit of an anachronym. There's a new catchphrase out at the moment. If you were in the room, I'd ask you to call it out if you know what those letters stand for. I-Y-K-Y-K. The catchphrase says, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Am I right? Now, here's some examples for you. How great is Kmart, right? If you know, you know. Every woman that's given birth and you get to the third stage... Yeah, okay, I hear all the women out there, if you know, you know what that feels like. Sorry, guys, you think you know, but you really don't know about that. You find that perfect pair of jeans that just fit you right, that are flattering, or maybe for the guys, it's a perfect T-shirt with the right sleeve length, the right length. If you know, you know. You know, I've had many conversations with people over the last month or so, 
and um, that have expressed that they can't imagine living through these days that we're living in without their faith in Christ. If you know, you know. Okay, so complete full disclosure here. Two weeks ago, I had a moment. I had, call it a drama queen moment. I don't know, call it that if you like. I'm not generally like that. But where I just wasn't sure that I knew. You know, I heard a rumour. That's another song. I heard a rumour. Sorry, I've been listening to a lot of 80s music. It takes me to my happy place during lockdown. Banana rama. But I heard a rumour that Aubrey may have been going to go into a six-week further extension of our lockdown. So it was two weeks ago, just before they said we were going to have another two weeks, I'd heard a rumour that it might be six. So I had a moment. I said, God, oh my gosh, if it's six weeks, I don't think I can cope with that. And I was feeling a pretty low for a few days, to be honest with you. I'm thinking six weeks, man, you know, like, and we were all waiting for them to tell us how long the extension was going to be. And so I was feeling like that for a few days and I was walking up Eastern Hill, as I do, one morning and I felt God reply to me in my heart. And this was God's reply. He said, Trina, is it really so difficult for you to be living in your safe home, in your warm, beautiful home, where you live in peace every day and you can walk up Eastern Hill in nature and just trust me. Is it really so difficult for you to just trust me for every day and for what is ahead? Is it really so unbearable for you? And then he said to me, it's okay to grieve the society you once lived in and that you knew so well. It's okay, I understand. And he reminded me of that scripture that in Psalm 103, 14, don't worry, Meg, I haven't given you that one. But it says, he remembers our frame. He remembers that we are dust. So it's okay to grieve that. You know, even the children of Israel, they mourned the leeks and the garlics and the onions that they had back in Egypt. Even when God took them out of Egypt. They mourned for certain things that they knew that were comfortable for them. And, you know, they hadn't been in just temporary lockdown either. They'd been in slavery for years. But the reality is that God is reminding us through our world becoming increasingly difficult and uncomfortable to live in. And it is, isn't it? It's not very pleasant. But he's reminding us that this is not our permanent home church. Because of his great love and his mercy towards us, he's reminding us that it's heaven that is our eternal homeland. And that the, the Bible tells us in 1 John 2.17 that this world is passing away. It says, and the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God will abide forever. So we shouldn't be so surprised. And God was saying to me, why are you so surprised? Church, God still has a plan and he is going to get his glory. He is going to get his glory. And that's good news for us. That is good news. I recently heard a podcast where an SAS-trained soldier was asked, what is the secret to your success? This was his reply. 
cause and effect. He said everyone on the planet lives either by cause or effect. He said if you choose to live in cause, you take responsibility for what you can. You continue to have a vision and you take control of what you can. If you live in effect, you are at the mercy of whatever life throws at you. And it reminded me of what it says in Ephesians 4.14. It says, We ought to not be like infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of doctrine. And in James 1.6-8, it says, Do not be double-minded, otherwise we will be unstable in all our ways. Church, know today, the enemy cannot take your faith. He cannot take your perseverance. The choice is always ours to relinquish it or to give it up or to become discouraged. It's up to you and I to continue to lay hold of it. If you don't believe me, read again the book of Job. And as I'm coming to a close, in the book of Judges, it's in Judges 20, there's an, a seemingly random account of God's army, the Benjamites, the tribe of Benjamin. In this Bible story, I'm not going to read it today because of time, but it specifically mentions 700 soldiers who are left-handed. It's pretty unusual that out of all the thousands and thousands of, in the army, these 700 left-handed men were mentioned. They were mentioned because they were extremely skilled and they were specifically chosen and included even though they were left-handed. In the verses 15 and 16 it says, they could use the sling with great accuracy. Everyone could sling a stone at a hair, at a literal hair, and not miss. That's pretty skilled. That's pretty skilled. Now, a little side note, funny story here, my own story. I heard <laughs> I've been trying to brush my teeth with my left hand. Now, try it. It's not that easy. It feels awkward. Now, the reason I've been doing that is because it's a bit of a personal experiment. It's supposed to be very good for adaptation skills, for changing and rewiring your brain. And also the other thing I tried to do, but Pastor Jason kept putting it back the other way, so I haven't been able to do it, is put your toilet paper up the other way that you don't like to take it. So I'm a, I'm a toilet paper roll fold over person. So I was trying to put the toilet roll up the other way to test this theory, but every time I'd go into the loo, Pastor Jason had put it back the other way. So that's just a funny little story. But it's not easy to brush your teeth with your left hand. So back to the story of the 700 left-handed men from the tribe of Benjamin. So it says these 700 men, they were expertly skilled. What makes this reference more interesting, church, is that Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, actually means son of my right hand. Son of my right hand. But seven of, 700 of the most expertly skilled were left-handed men. 
So these guys, they were different to any other soldier in the army. And I felt this passage highlighted by the Holy Spirit to encourage and to speak to you today. Some of you feel different. Some of you maybe feel you're at a disadvantage right now in your business, in your life, in your marriage, whatever it is, in faith, in life. Others of you feel like you've been trying to fight with your good hand, your hand of strength, and you're weary, and you're saying, God, I can't keep this up. How much longer, God? But God would say to you today, church, you think you are disadvantaged or different, but in this story I've discovered that the reason these 700 men were so skilled is that they were encouraged to train using the other hand to give them a strategic advantage in combat against right-handed warriors. I can get excited about that church. The right-handed opponents were unaccustomed. They didn't, they, it would freak them out when these left-handed men came to fight them. They didn't know what to do because they were used to fighting right-handed soldiers. Wow. Ampidextrous. That means you're able to use both your hands with strength. Warriors from the tribe of Benjamin, they were trained to be equally or more effective, able to use both hands. Their left-handedness was not a weakness, a sign of weakness, but rather a great strength. You know, when I was brushing my teeth with my left hand, it was awkward, but I can do it really easily now. And you know what? I, in fact, I found that I can get to my back wisdom teeth a lot better with my left hand than I can with my right. So God would encourage you today to say and would say, stop counting yourself out of the fight of faith. Use your other hand. What you see as weakness, God will strengthen in your life. But don't give up. Don't give up. You know, my dad, my beautiful dad, he's passed on now. But one of his favourite sayings was, you haven't failed until you've given up. Don't give up. And if you know, you know, church, if God is for you, who can be against you? You know, the universe hasn't got your back, but God has got your back. God is the universe. He has your back. You know, victory starts in your mind when you meditate on the truth that God is for you and he has a good plan for you. Those seeds of faith will spring forth. And you will see yourself as God sees you, capable of whatever he has for you and called you to do. And I want you to stand this morning. I know you might be at home, in bed, on the couch, wherever you are. I want to encourage you to stand, participate as if you were in the building. You know, maybe I've talked about, you know, if you know, you know. But maybe this morning you don't know. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know, you know the Lord, but you don't know at the moment. You're feeling a bit like I felt a few weeks ago. Maybe you don't know Jesus and you don't know the way to him. But Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. You know, Jesus is the way. He's always been the way, church, and he will always be the way. And I just want to pray for you right now before I invite Pastor Jason to lead us in a prayer 
that will show us the way to Jesus for those who don't know him. But right now, just bow your head, stand up, and I want to pray for you, church. Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters this morning that, Lord, you will stir up, you'll help them to stir up the gift of faith. As we've quoted many scriptures this morning, I pray the scripture will revive them. The Holy Spirit will breathe afresh on the embers in their heart and that their heart will burn a fire again into flame. I pray for provision, for protection, and I pray that their faith will not fail. But Lord, you'll continue to lead and guide us in these days that we're living in, called to serve you. Thank you that they are still called and that they are still chosen. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, church, if you know, you know, and I know that you know. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. Wow, wow, wow. What a powerful message. And uh, there's a great presence of God even in this place. Uh, Even though the building is empty, it's full of the presence of God, as I know it is where you are right now. And uh, there were so many inspiring moments in that message, but I'd like to personally testify what inspired me the most. The thing that really inspired me about that message today is the fact that Pastor Trina stood behind this pulpit and she stood up. Because I know the kind of week, I know the kinds of things that my wife has been going through, uh, if you like, behind closed doors. And I think it's always really, really inspiring to see people standing up when it would be easier to either sit down or lie down. And I just want to put that word out there. Keep on standing. It's really interesting because even during her message, I felt to bring this word. And then she invited everyone to stand up at the end of her message as she began to pray. Perhaps someone out there needs to go and read afresh or for the first time, Ephesians chapter 6 because it talks about how we are to put on the full armor of God. Let me put this question out there. Are you wearing the full armor of God, or are you just half fitted out for the war? Because remember, we're in a fight, and it's a fight of faith. But the Bible encourages us to stand up. In fact, Ephesians chapter 6 verses 13 and 14, a part of that passage says, And above all else stand, and when you have done all to stand, it says, Stand therefore. You know, if if we talk about the the fighting world, the boxing world, perhaps the the UFC or the MMA, you know, one of the things that really inspires the people, inspires the fans, is when someone takes a hard hit to the head or to the body and they get knocked to the ground, but they get up again. And you see, we're in a fight. And I want to encourage you to keep on standing. Stand, and when you've done all to stand, stand Therefore, anchor yourself. Be over-attached to the Word of God. Don't be over-attached to what you think, to what you feel, to what's happening in the media. Uh, Debates around the jab, uh, debates around this or that. Be over-attached 
to the Word of God, and that'll work for you. That'll keep you free. That'll keep you in faith. That'll keep you loving and serving God. Talking about standing as we come around, really just an opportunity now to give people the, uh, the time to respond to the gospel. It was Jesus Christ himself who said in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, he said, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart, and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens up the door to their heart and allows me to come in, we will have fellowship with one another. Pastor Trina today talked about, if you know, you know. What do you know about what God is saying to you right now? What do you feel you know? What is the Holy Spirit revealing to you right now regarding the time you have left on the earth? Your talents, your God-given talents, and your God-given treasure. Brothers and sisters, uh, I don't know about you, but as things heat up, as things heat up around this world, I find that the Word of God is heating up in my hand. As things heat up around the world and the, the world gets darker, I'm finding that the, uh, the power of God's Word is becoming lighter and brighter. Do you know what I'm saying? And I look forward to a new world. There's another world coming that is beyond this one, but this is why Jesus said, Behold, that he stands at the door and he knocks. And if anyone hears his voice, if you know that you know that you're hearing his voice knocking on the door, that gentle knock, if you know, then you know. Can I encourage you to be wise? Can I encourage you to be intelligent, intuitive, spiritually in tune? With that knock you know the way that we open up the door is to pray you know that's that's how we do it that's what opening up the door looks like it's through prayer and so if you just know that you know that for whatever reason you're just distant from God perhaps you've always known on the inside that there is a God but you've just looked for a sign perhaps today is that sign uh, let me just invite you to pray this prayer after me which really in essence, just asks God to forgive us of all our sins, right? That's how we get saved. That's opening up the door. That's entering eternal life. And then do your best to follow him. Hey, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to fall down. You're going to at times go astray. Your thoughts are going to wander. Don't worry about that. God already made a way for that. Just keep on coming back. Just keep on humbling yourself. So if that's you, why don't you just pray this prayer after me? Are you ready to pray a very powerful prayer? Okay, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, I ask you to please forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse my heart and purify me on the inside. I acknowledge this day that Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my hope, my healer, and my soon coming King. Help me now to be the person you've created me to be. Give me the power to do well and to do right by my neighbor in Jesus' name. Amen. As we begin to close this uh, live broadcast today, if you prayed that prayer 
and would like to know more, why don't you tell us about it? There should be a link coming through the chat right now. Please click on the link. It's uh, in regards to your salvation. What we would like to do is just come alongside you, be a friend, help you, encourage you, uh, surround you with the right kind of life-giving, light-giving community. You know, our focus is you. We just want to equip, encourage, and empower you to win in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.